Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. We have Keith Yaki joining us today. And this conversation is a really interesting one and very, very important and informative. So what does Keith do? Keith teaches guys how to get their wives to want to have sex with them more. As you guys know, or you probably experienced, as marriages happen and marriages go on, I haven't particularly experienced it, but I've heard and I've been in relationships before that spark fizzles, right? And that honeymoon phase that we once experienced kind of goes away. And Keith works with men so that they're accountable for their own shit, their own actions, so that their woman actually wants them and is attracted to them. And they're not needy. And they, it's really about empowering themselves to be the best version of themselves. He gives us all his formula. He talks about what that looks like, some things to look out for, some red flags to pay attention to. Because look, we've all been in that position where we may be taking people for granted. And there's just some good, useful info as to what you should watch out for in what you see from your behavior and your partner. Like if you're, you're a guy and you're, you're, your wife or your girlfriend starts to do these certain things, then you need to pay attention, right? And the key is to get those signals early so that you can you don't push the person away. And this is a really helpful conversation, not only for the men, but the women too, because the women, I know there's a lot of listeners of a lot of you are women on here. And this will be great because you'll probably encourage your man to go work with Keith. So lots of great insight here. We break it all down. We go into his formula and yeah, I really enjoyed this. We had a chat after the episode and um, really great guy, great energy. You guys are going to love him. All right. If you guys aren't subscribed to the podcast yet, what are you doing? I'm just kidding. We're available everywhere. Audio podcasts are available. CastBox, Spotify, Apple. You guys know the drill. YouTube, we're available there as well. Make sure to subscribe. And hit that follow, that bell for notification. And you guys, if you do get value from this, we love to see you tag us on social media, on Instagram. Share it with somebody that needs it. And what else? Oh, yeah. I'm going to keep reminding you guys, if you're new to the show or if you follow me for a while, Mastering Adversity, my brand new book that's coming out in the fall or in September, is now available for pre-sale. Go ahead and get that. Unlock the warrior within and turn your biggest struggles into your greatest gifts. Now, if you like this show, if you like the stories of overcoming adversity and a lot of like the, the formula and the, the tools that you learn, it's all in one book. It's my story combined with all the crazy shit I've been through, all the healing, all the, the trials and errors to put together a formula for you and a framework to work through adversity. Simple as that. And I know you guys will love it. And it's all, this was all birthed for me going through what I've been through, but also learning from some of the most inspirational, successful people on the planet. So get that book, Mastering Adversity, available for pre-sale now. And I think that's it. Get ready for a great, amazing, fun conversation. Let's not hype it up too much, hey, Lance? <laughs> it's a great conversation with Keith Yaki. Enjoy, everybody. Keith, welcome to University of Adversity, my friend. Thank you so much, man. It is an honor to be here, like a truly a privilege and an honor to be here. So thank you. Yeah, dude, it, it is. And as we were talking about before, I've seen you popping around on different shows, getting in front of big audiences. And it just goes to show you how important the work you do is. And, you know, for myself, I'm not a married guy. I'm a single guy. But it's great to learn. And, you know, I already, I know from past relationships that you experience that the honeymoon phase and then things just kind of phase out. Yeah. 
you start to be like roommates and you know, I don't really know, like, no, I didn't really know why you don't really know why, but it happens. Yeah, it does. It's actually the reason why it happens is way simpler than people think. So every guy shows up trying to get laid in the beginning. Like, you, okay, let's, 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 let's take it way back to the beginning. You see the girl at the bar, the concert, the show, wh wherever you see her. Yeah. And like you chatter up, you know what I mean? You, you're a good looking dude, right? So you already have, you've got the card that a lot of us guys didn't necessarily have coming out of our mother's womb. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, fuck you, Lance. You're really good looking. So the, the us guys that might be lower on the, the, the physical attractiveness scale are like, fuck Lance, but I'm kidding. But the bottom line is we, you, you start chatting her up. And the goal is to hang out with her, get to know her, get intimate with her. And then if there's a real serious vibe and frequency and everything's just kind of floating and flowing, maybe you, it turns into a long-term relationship. What I've noticed is once that happens, guys start to, they almost become entitled in a way. Because once a couple becomes that, what, what does the guy typically focus on? Protecting, providing producing and when most guys are good at that like very few guys that i coach are coming in the world like hey keith i really suck at making money i don't know how to provide like like said no guy ever you know what i mean like yeah there's guys that want to make more money but it's like they've they've figured that out us guys and it's almost as if they feel entitled because they do that that they now get intimacy and that entitlement leads to apathy and the guy stops showing up the way he did in the beginning. And then the woman finally is like, hey man, I'm clearly not a priority to you. And as my wife said, she was, I feel like a walking vagina. Like, I feel like all you want from me is sex. Like you don't appreciate who I am. You don't, you, like it's almost like you don't care that I'm funny, that I'm smart and that's. And so what I've discovered is that Guys get apathetic and, and, and entitled. And then what happens is they're no longer showing up the way they did. And then the attraction starts to, to just start to erode. And once the attraction starts to erode, she's, and when people think of attraction, they think, you know, maybe like, hey, you got to be a good looking dude. You got to have, you know, abs and biceps. That's not what attraction means. Attraction means people are attracted to you. They're leaning in. They're saying, I want to be close to you. I want to be, I want to know more about you. I want to listen to what you have to say. Being repelled is people. We've all seen it. Women do like roll their eyes when they hear their man talk or they're kind of like busy. They don't really sit as close to him on the couch anymore. They don't want to snuggle or cuddle, these types of things. And so what happens is the guy gets entitled, he gets apathetic, and then the attraction starts to lose. And then the guy's like, I don't know why you don't want to have sex with me anymore. It's like, well, no shit, Casanova. You, you haven't done anything to woo them exactly the way you did in the very beginning. Does that resonate? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like thinking about my own relationships in the past you know, where that stopped. And you're right. You nail it when you say entitlement because you think it's like, well, what I've done before is going to get me what I want now. Yeah. And it's kind of like you have to start fresh every day with a relationship, right? You have to, you get what you put in. It's yeah. like, it's just like in sports, if you won a game last game, it doesn't mean you're going to win from, you know, last game. Like you have to start fresh. Nail it. Zero, zero every morning, man. Yeah. Wow. How did you get into all this? Like, what did you go through some really shitty times and be like, yeah. wait a minute. Self-inflicted shitty times. Self-inflicted. So the story in a nutshell is I got married at 18 to a gal that I probably shouldn't have gotten married to. We were married for about 10 or 12 years. I got a divorce and I just went hog wild. Like I was living in Vegas, making a bunch of dough and over a span of three or five years, I had sex with hundreds of women. And then I met my now wife and literally was not planning on anything. But the more I hung out with her, here's how I asked her to be my girlfriend. I said, you know, I didn't, wasn't expecting to want a girlfriend, but if I was to have a girlfriend, I would want her to be exactly like you. Do you want to be my girlfriend? And she said, she goes, dude, you're drunk. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I was, I said, I may be drunk, but it's the honest truth. Do you want to be my girlfriend? She's like, Sure. Okay. Let's do this. So fast forward five years and uh, we had a two-year-old daughter at the time. And dude, I just, I just was not showing up in any way, shape or form. 
we were we were literally moving into our dream house in Vegas, as gorgeous as they get, absolutely wonderful. And she FaceTimes me and says, I'm going to help you move in, but I'm not staying. And it's like the light bulb went on. I was like, oh, I messed up. And I didn't cheat on her or nothing like that. I just, I just wasn't showing up for her. And her basically, she said, hey, you run your business, you come home and talk about your business and you fall asleep on the couch. That's not what we signed up for, man. The guy I met was fun. We, we were traveling. We had a good, you used to be so engaged and so present. And now, dude, you're such a horrible parent. I don't even want to have another kid with you. You're such a horrible partner. I feel lonely in this relationship. And dude, it's as if you don't even care if I exist. And that's not what I signed up for. And she went on to say, I actually believe my life would be better without you in it. So that was, that was five and a half years ago. That was five years into our relationship. And dude, it devastated me. It, it, like, it, 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 it felt like it came out of nowhere, even though she pointed out to me, I told you here, I told you here, I told you here, I told you here. Clearly you didn't see. And I hired three coaches, E.B. and I'm like, how do I get her back? What do I got to do? And, and, and every guy goes into that panic mode and tries to, you know, tries to pour, you know, 10 pounds of, you know, shit into a, a three pound sack all at once. And they're like, why isn't this enough? I mean, I made a PowerPoint. I wrote a song. I did everything. It's like, dude, the, the heart's ice cold at this point. And now it was just pushing her away. So I hired a coach to figure out how to get her back. I got her back. And ultimately we're laying in bed one night. She had been back for like six weeks. We still hadn't had sex. It was still kind of like, like some of her boxes, boxes weren't even unpacked. So I was like on shit like is she gonna stay is she not what what's what's the deal and i'm laying in bed one night and her foot touched me in bed and i just started bawling i was like this is the lowest i've ever been in my entire life and right at that moment lance i felt like a word from my creator and he said you're going to help millions of guys solve this problem and my first reaction was not even as cool as yours my first reaction was i think you have the wrong house like, like genuinely, I was like aware enough to be like, that's cute. But she, she, we're not even having sex. Like, like she barely here. Mm -hmm. And then over a couple of years, I started to realize it's actually when she left the light bulb went on that it was 95% my fault. Like it, it genuinely was, I wasn't showing up as a good dude. And I realized I pushed my favorite human being out the door and that's when the, when she came back and I got that word and we started kind of working on it, framework started to develop of what does it really mean to be this guy? And so about two years into it, I was getting back like a relationship really, I mean, it was such a, it was such a, um, it was such a hard time for me that it like really woke me up to like woke up to where I'm like, I'm not falling asleep again on that type of thing. And dude, all my friends who were there with me going through this situation, which means like hours of crying and all the good stuff that we do when we go through a really bad like ordeal like that, they all run big companies. So they all had employees that were going through similar shit and they're like, hey, do you mind if so-and-so talks to you about, and you mind if so-and-so? So like three years ago, for a couple of years, I'm like coaching guys through this privately. I'm still running my real estate investing firm and still teaching and coaching and all this other stuff for real estate investors. How to raise private money had nothing to do with this, except privately, I had a bunch of these guys that were coming like, I just got divorce papers. My buddy Taylor says, you're the guy to talk to. I'm like, all right, come on. let's." Do and I'm helping all these guys get radical results. Either they're getting the woman back or they're saying, I don't even want her. I'm like, well, that's, that's my promise. You're either going to get her back or you're not going to want her both of which are going to make your heart extremely happy. And then that started turning into to where literally a, a little over a year ago, I decided I'm only working with guys and I'm going to help dudes. So like my timeline is I help guys get their wives to want to have sex with them again. Because that's the thing that most guys know. They're like, I'm not having sex. Something is off here. So that's how it all started and how it became. Man, you're doing some important work. So let's say okay how does first of all let, let's kind of start with how does somebody know whether their wife isn't pleased with the way they're behaving because 
look, some people are so oblivious. Some men are just so oblivious and some, you know, men are able to read the situation better. And maybe, could you give us maybe like a couple tips that maybe we could watch out for where it's like, oh shit, she's doing the thing. That means I need to like, you know, yeah. there's the first sign because we've all been there. Right. And, and you're like, you ignore the signs until it's too late. And you're like, shit, I knew about this before. Like yeah. you were saying, right. They give you little pieces of it. It's not always directly like, you know, fuck you. Like, it's kind of like these things they pull away and they get a little distant. I would yeah. love to know some red flags that stand out for you, for people. You bet. I've got a, I've got a, a, a little clever way of discovering it. Like anybody listening to this right now, what I'm going to say, these next couple of sentences are going to tell you immediately where you're at. You, I mean, you, you don't even have to take a big, long assessment. It will take it right now. You'll know. All right. Number one, does she initiate? If she's, if she doesn't initiate, She's not in, she's, she's, she's not that attracted to you. If she doesn't, number two, if she doesn't enthusiastically participate, why are you actually having sex? So if it's always pity sex, or if it's always just like, it's, it's just checking off the box, took the kids to school, made dinner, gave hubby a blowjob. Like if it's, if it's just, there's no enthusiastic participation, she's lost attraction for you. And then the third thing is if she's more into the spreadsheets than she is the bed sheets, then that means she just sees you as a paycheck. So it's those three things. If she doesn't initiate, she doesn't enthusiastically participate. And if she's more into the spreadsheets than the bed sheets, you know, the big punchline of everything I teach is it all comes down to attraction. Like she's either attracted to you or not, or she's lost attraction for you and, or, or she's radically attracted to you. And it's, it's never usually like, it's never just. Attracted or not attracted, it's usually on a continuum. And the way I look at attraction, which is why it's so hard for guys to tell us why I came up with that little clever thing, initiate, participate in bed sheets and spreadsheets, was real simple because I look at attraction like air in a balloon. And it just slowly deflates. It never usually just pops unless you like cheat or something. Then it can be like, oh shit, it's, you know, big, big break. But normally it's just like the slowest, slowest, slowest leaking. And I believe it's imperceptible to the human eye on a day-to-day -day basis. Over a 24-hour period of time, you can't tell. Everything looks the exact same from one to one. But once you stack a bunch of days up, it's like, dude, that balloon is a lot smaller than it was 75 days ago. Right. Yeah. So it's attraction. I, every, my punchline and everything is attraction. The women, because I got a lot of women listeners on here. They're going to love this too. Because this is important. They're like, yeah, great. Get these guys, get their shit together, man. Yeah. So, okay. Here's another, here's, here's another question for you. Okay. How does a guy know whether it's, hey, this chick just like, it's time to, it's time to go. Like it's, we should, you know, it's kind of like a business. Do I keep going or do I make a pivot? How do we know whether it's worth it to make that effort? Or like you said, so, you know, for your heart, letting them go or put, or making the effort to make it happen. Like, cause we're so attached to our relationships. Sometimes they become us and we don't want to be failures. Right. Yeah. So how do we know when it's like, okay, this is worth it or it's time to pull, it's time, time to pull the shoot. Yeah. Well, first of all, that shame, like, cause this would have, this would have been my second divorce. You know what I mean? And I was like, I'm the guy that's been divorced twice. Like there's a pattern here. <laughs> it's me. Right. right. So here's, here's how to know. And, and, and when, when I work with guys, I say very simply, until you can look me in the eye and say, I'm the most attractive version of me, you're not allowed to talk about her. Cause it's, she's irrelevant at this point. You're not attractive. And one of the phrases I use a lot, and, and I'll tie in how do you even know when to pull the shoot or not, is one of the biggest things and my promise for guys is I'm going to help you become the most attractive version of you for you. Because anytime you do something to get something from somebody else, it always reeks of taker energy. And you can't see it, but it's like body odor. You're like, oh, damn, dude, this, this is one of those guys that doesn't like uh, deodorant. <laughs> or this motherfucker just got done in the gym. So it's like, 
So a lot of guys are like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. I'm like, yeah, you're doing it. Right actions, like do more around the house, say nicer things, buy her gift, ask permission. Those things might might seem like the right actions, but they have the wrong attitude. They're like, what can I get from her? What can I get from her? I want to get, so a lot of guys are like, dude, I'm in the gym, I'm in this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It's like, for what? They're like, because well, I want to get her to like me. I'm like, yeah, she can smell that from a mile away. So if you're doing it for her, she can smell it. And that's why women test. Women will test to see, it, 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 is, is this the new Lance? Is this the new Keith? Or is this just something that you read off page 43 so you can get more sex this week? Yep. They can smell that stuff immediately. So here's how you know. You, it's our goal when I work with guys is to get them to become the most attractive version of themselves. When they can become the most attractive version of themselves, they look me in the eye and go, Keith, I'm the most attractive version of me. Then I go, okay, now you're in a position of power. You're empowered to make a decision that's not from desperation and disempowerment. Oh my God, I need her. I need her. Why do you need her? Why do you want her? If you're in your power, which is one of the most attractive versions of a man is, we call it a provocateur, a man who provokes his wife to want to be with him, or like a more street term, we call him just a gentleman with an edge. A provocateur is simple as he goes, I'm the best version of me. If she doesn't like the best version of me, then she doesn't get to ride shotgun in my life, period. That's when you know. Yeah, that's so powerful when you're focusing on yourself. And then, yeah, because if you're, if you're trying to become somebody else to impress that person, you're not actually being in truth and integrity with yourself. You're trying to be somebody else. Exactly right. Trying to play a character that's not even you. And it's so unattractive. Yeah, you see these people, you know, I worked in bars and nightclubs for many years, Keith, and I used to watch dudes just try so hard yeah. and just do these things. And it's just like, just be just be yourself, man. Like, yeah, relax. Like, <laughs> you don't know how to. <laughs> Most guys don't know how to. Because a lot of times when I go, hey, I'm going to help you become the most attractive version, you're like, oh, shit, what are you going to try and make me become? I go, the most attractive version of you is the most authentic version of you. There was a study out, and I sense that you're going to really like this because I think you're kind of with me. Like, we like energies and, and, and frequencies because, dude. That's all we are. It, 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 I always say to people, they go, why do you believe in a God, a creator? I go, very simple. Number one, we're waterproof. And number two, we charge with no cords. That to me is mind blowing. And so we're energizing. Something's getting this body to move, dude. And this is a 209 pounds of tiger meat wrapped in barbed wire. Dude, this isn't, if I don't have any energy, good luck dragging me through this house. It's not going to be fun. So we are energies. And a recent study came out that said the highest frequency, the most attractive frequency and energy amongst human beings is authenticity. Mm. It's the video and the, audio line up perfectly. You get, it is what you are. And I'll show you this. You probably, I mean, I love my short shorts. Like I, I have probably 16 pairs of these short, different kinds of shorts. My wife's not the biggest fan. She's like, I like your legs. She goes, I don't know that I'm a huge fan of the shorts. I'm like, I love you, but I love these shorts. And this is who I am. The reason I wear these shorts is to remind me I'm an athlete so that I eat like an athlete, train like an athlete, live like an athlete. If not, I can go back to to the old fatso, 245 pounds of full and jelly rolls and jelly donuts, if you want. No, 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 I don't want that. Okay, cool. Well, then you're going to have to live with the shorts. I'm just being authentically me. That's attractive. So when I teach guys to be the most attractive version, I'm like, I want to peel away all the bullshit that you think you have to be. And I want you to be happy and in love with who you are. And th that's a process. Yeah. Very few guys can look in the mirror and say, I love you, I trust you, and I believe you. Very few, and I couldn't even say that up until maybe about a year ago, but authenticity is what's the most attractive. So the guy would be like, I'm not going to try and be somebody else. So Heather over here, just because she's hot, wants to be with me. What if Heather's not even that great of a human being, but she just has tits and ass? Who cares? Yeah. That's there's, so, there's that's plenty so of those. There's plenty of that. Like you see them, you're like, oh man, like. You're not a nice person at all. Exactly. And so it comes to standards. Yeah. Most guys have no standards. And so I always tell guys this, her response does not dictate my standard. Mm -hmm. I, the re why I do things around the house and why I do stuff is not be because I want to get laid. I'm doing it because 
even though my wife and I have sex, we're still roommates. And at the end of the day, when you live with somebody, you're a roommate. Yeah. You can't just leave your shit laying around. We call that the mom matrix, Lance. Like guys who can't quite make their clothes to the hamper and their wife has to pick up after them. Or uh, my wife used to be like, hey, did you have peanut butter and jelly sandwich first? This was years ago. And I'm like, how did you know? She's like, because there's a smudge of peanut butter and jelly and breadcrumbs <laughs> on the counter. Who do you think is going to clean that up? <laughs> Like my mom, she goes, exactly. That's why I don't want to fuck you. Cause I'm, 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 you're like, we all, moms don't like having sex with their kids. I don't know. Not, not, that's pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. So what happens, a lot of guys are like, I got three kids, but my wife says she has four. It's like, yeah, well, you sound like an idiot because that's why your wife doesn't want to have sex because she feels like she has to pick up after you all the time. And so, and like, when I say her response doesn't dictate my standard, her response only dictates how long I will stick around in a relationship where she doesn't rise up to the standard. Simple. If you don't like me at my best, then why would I want to be in, in, in companionship with you for the rest of my life? That's horrible. Yeah. It's so important to just be yourself, you know, and to just be aware. And I think it's just so easy in a relationship to just get too comfortable and, and to get out of shape. And it's so, it's strange because it can work from both sides. I've never understood this. Like, even, you know, why does a couple dress down and want to look as bad as like as bad as possible when they're together and then they get dressed up to go see strangers. It's never been, <laughs> you know, like I've, not that like I really care, but like I've seen it in relationships where it's like the the woman will literally not do anything to try and like look good or anything because it's like, well, it's just you. And it's like, what message is that sending? And vice versa, like me, like, oh, I'm just going to look like a homeless bum all the time. I'm not going to brush my teeth. It's you. I, I have you. But then you'll get, you put all this effort to go and like meet a stranger. It's bizarre to me. It's like, yeah. well, why would you want your partner? Why would you want to be in shape? Like, why would you want to continually for yourself? But like at the same time, like, you know, why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want to level up for your partner? If you're, you know what I mean? It's a weird way that we think sometimes. Like it's like. It's, yeah, it's why 85% of guys are not happy with the quality or quantity of the sex that they're getting in a relationship because of what you just said. They stopped showing up. One of the things that we teach, it, 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 I have a, see, here's the one thing is you say, why can't people just be themselves? Honestly, I think it's really hard for people to be themselves in a world where everybody's trying to be like somebody else. And I think social media has only uh, accelerated this problem and and made this problem even bigger than it maybe was before mm -hmm. uh, because now we have all these like ridiculously high filtered standards that everybody's trying to to fake and live up to and so just be yourself well it's really hard for somebody if they don't have a process to do that and so that was one of the things that I set out I'm like well how do I help guys truly learn how to become themselves because you if uh, not a lot of people like themselves and so they go, I don't want to be myself. I don't like myself. And this, this is where the real work comes in. This is where the process comes in. And this is why when I'm like so proud of the fact that I've gotten zero refund requests over the last three years and have had worked with hundreds of guys coming through my process simply because we have a very specific process. I say, listen, if you do the work and this doesn't work, I don't want your money, plain and simple, but you better do the work or else. I don't even want your, I, I don't want you around me because I don't want to hang out with people that don't do the work. Like that's, I don't want any of your averageness and mediumness to rub off on me. I'm great because I show up every single day and I do the work and I don't hang out with people that don't do the work. So do you mind if we take a few minutes to like explain like the five dials and how, how I show you? Please do. I love this. I'm enjoying okay, it. Okay, cool. All right. Because uh, I, 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 this is your show and if there's questions you want to ask me, I want to answer them. But dude, this five dial process, like is literally what what has changed the game for these guys, and it's Let's been so it. beautiful. Let's um, are you do it, bro? Okay, so th these are the five things that if you nail these five things, you 
it, you become a provocateur. And a provocateur is the man that his woman from across the room looks and goes, it's my guy. Hey, ladies, I know you all want him, but I got him. Right? And every guy wants to feel that. Everybody wants to be connected and have the respect and adoration and love from his woman. The, 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 the eventuation of that is obviously, you know, having fun in the sheets and, and, and cuddling and being connected and all the other things that we love. But it comes from this heart and this head that says, man, I really respect and love this guy. I'm attracted to this guy. And so here's the five dials. And I can explain them real quickly. So it's be a good parent, be a good partner, be a good producer, be a good player, and own your power. And I'll explain kind of what each of these dials are. So for me, the parenting one is the first one. Oh, and by the way, what's interesting, Lance, what you said earlier, like I'm a single guy, but I want to learn. 98 to 99% of this shit is the exact same for a single guy because you only attract your level. Mm -hmm. So a lot of guys are like, oh, I want that type of lady. And like, bro, I appreciate your heart and your enthusiasm, but dude, you're a four. That's a 9.5. That's <laughs> never going to happen. Unless you're so rich that she's literally just marrying you for money and now you've sold for somebody that's a gold digger, which is not what you want anyway. No. So it's so, so even single guys, and I have a bunch of my single buddies like, dude, I can get a whole group of single dudes together. Can you just come teach this shit to them? Cause they need this. I'm like, every guy needs this, myself included. So be a good parent. I was such a horrible parent that my wife was like, dude, I don't even want to have another kid with you. And what happens is I realize the reason why moms care so much about why a dad shows up for their kid is because that that's her life. Like a mom is going to care more about a kid than a husband every single time, every day of the week. How do I know this? Because moms don't divorce kids. They divorce dads. So clearly they obviously care more about the kid. And so when you're not showing up and treating this kid as important as she believes you should, she's going to resent you for it and she's going to lose attraction for you. So this is why being an amazing dad is like, just is like a panty dropper for so many women, but being an amazing dad, because you want to be an amazing dad, not so you're like, did you see me push him on the swing? Can we have sex tonight? <laughs> like that, that's not what we're talking about. All right. So being a great parent, the next one is being a great partner. I look at this as like just being someone's best friend. And, and, and the, the phrase I use for this dial is real simple. Nothing is a sacrifice. Everything is an investment. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, sorry guys. I can't hang out with you today. I'm going to go be with my family. Like it's a sacrifice. Like I'm sacrificing something. Now I look at every moment and every minute I have with my wife and my daughter is very simple. It's an investment and every investment has a great return on it. And for us, we are looking for return on joy, joy in a relationship. So I look at everything I do with my wife as an investment. She loves karaoke. My wife's a good singer. She doesn't think she's that great of a singer, but after two shots, dude, she's Shania Twain, man, and she's going to rip the fucking roof off. And so what happens is we used to have this janky-ass little karaoke machine. You don't have like the speaker with the cord, you know what I mean? And, you know, it gets pulled out. We have a lot of parties at our house. We, have, we live here in Dana Point, and we have some really cool friends that, that we all get together a lot and hang out and shoot pool and have a good time and, by about 8.30 or 9, after a few shots and a few drinks in, the karaoke machine comes out. But it always kind of would break and they would just kind of be patched together. And I'm like, this is some bullshit, dude. This is not excellence. So I drove down to Guitar Center. I'm like, we are getting a mixing board, mics, mic cables, mic stands. So I literally like have a karaoke. I got speakers. The whole, I mean, dude, you could set up a band and play. And I did this for her because she loves it. I'm like, you're my best friend. This is what you love doing. And I pull up a bar stool and I just sit there like six to 10 feet away. And I'm like, I love hearing her sing. I'm like, this is important to you. Or if my wife wanted to go to a conference, I like, go. Recently, my wife, literally like three days ago, just lost her best friend, which is her brother. And I had Jovi, our daughter, for an entire week while she was by his bedside as he was dying. And I'm like, these are investments. This is my best. I'll do anything for her. And she's more important than anybody to me. When a woman feels that, dude, she becomes very attracted to you. And I'm not listening to get something. I'm listening because I'm curious. Like, tell me what happened to your day. I want to know about you. That's the partner dial. So the parenting dial and the partner dial. The producing dial 
most guys are good at this. Like we're just wired to go kill buffalo and bring back pelts to keep our family warm, right? Feed them meat and keep them warm. But even though I was making millions of dollars when she left me, I was, I was no longer driven. This producer dial is more about driven to become more, driven to do more. And the phrase I like to use to really anchor this one home is like, nobody likes to be on a train to nowhere. You don't go to the train station to sit in a train at a train station. We want to go somewhere. We want to see something. Women, I believe innately are wanting to better their lives. There's this, there's this deep desire to grow and to go and to become more. And dude, I sat around and was popping Chipotle burritos like Tic Tacs. I gained 45 or 50 pounds. And she's like, what happened to the dude that wanted to create something that was really going somewhere? And so it was like this, she's like watching me just kind of just sit there just because I had a bunch of money. And she's like, that, I don't even care. I don't give a shit about the dream house, the car. I wanted you, but I wanted you full of zest in life. And a lot of guys had lost that. Lance, I got to imagine you see this all the time with the work you do and what, what you're up to, right? Yeah, man. People are, yeah, men are struggling. They don't know how to be men, low testosterone, bad diets. Like, man, there's the list is just endless. And no drive and ambition. Like my wife's excited. She's like, dude, we want to build our dream house with, so we can have horses and, and, and all the shit, not just like, there's a, there's a vision that strong, powerful, attractive women have, and they're not going to settle for some dude that's just sitting around on the couch, you know, eating chips, just being like, what's up, babe? You want to have sex? You're like, no, I don't. Played video games with their like, you know, con video controllers in their hands. Like, yeah. So it is just this producer dial. I mean, let's go produce something. Yeah. I'm a creator. I believe one of my life mantras, and, and it, it, I feel like this is uh, why you and I vibe so well is I believe we were created to create. Like literally the purpose of our creation was to create. I agree. When yeah. When you're not creating, you, you're consuming. And you can only consume so much to where it looks like, bro, put down the waffle, man. Like you've had enough. You know what I mean? So that's the produce. That's the producer dial. Now dial four and dial five are one. I kind of like just brush through these other ones because they're pretty simple to understand. These next two are where the guys normally mess up the most. And it's where I spend more time with them. The, the, it's the player dial. Now the player dial is, as it says, the root word is play. And most guys have forgotten to have fun. It's why I like, I always say, you know, Cindy Lauper was the greatest American poet ever when she said, girls just want to have fun. And guys have forgotten to just have fun. They've forgotten to play. They've forgotten to, to, really explore and have a good time. Some guys that you feel like there's a broomstick stuck up their ass, it's broken off and they're just, and it's like, and, and, and so this is, this is, this is, I think the most obvious tense and the most obvious place to fix this. And I'll ask guys like, Hey, you know, what, what was the last time you went on a date? Like, Oh, I think, you know, like, you know, a month ago. Like, cool. What did you do? Like, oh, we went to Home Depot, picked up a few things, and then, you know, swung through the drive-thru uh, at Chick-fil-A on the way home. And I'm like, well, no shit, Casanova. No wonder you're not getting asked like a toilet seat, dude. You sound more like a construction crew than you do a couple that's dating. And they want that dating feeling, but they're not willing to do the dating work. And I just go, this is, this is why. When a mom is in her house with sippy cups and Cheerios in her hair or, 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 you know, homework assignments and lunches to make all this, she's in mom mode. Moms don't feel real sexy in mom mode. So we have to take them as guys out of mom mode and out back into the wild where we met them. And I'm a big proponent of date night. A lot of guys have talked about date night, but I think what happens is we've almost become accustomed to hearing the word, but still not doing the thing. And so I always say, why don't we raise the standard of what date night ought to be? Let's talk about this. And let's put you in a, a, a hypothetical scenario. You're single, the hottest girl that you totally wanted from high school shows up on social media. She DMs you and she says, hey, what's up, big boy? Looks like life is good. Let's hang out. What do you do with her? 
Do you show up sweaty? Do you show up wearing a sport coat three sizes too big that your dad lent you for, you know, graduation as a senior in high school? Do, do you have a plan? Bro, you would be showing up with such, man, you'd extra squirt of cologne, nice clothes. You'd be doing your push-ups before she gets to the door, before you go see her. You would have a plan. You would know where you're going. Why? Because you want to impress her, you want to get laid, and you want to have a good time. Well, what the hell has changed? You have a lady that's devoted her life and dedicated herself to only being with you. You sold her the fun, and when she got in here, there's it's it's nothing. And so taking them out and reminding them who they are. Hey, you're a sexy bad B, and I love being with you. That's why my wife and I. It's it's mandatory date night once a week, and usually we have a lunch date. To, the lunch date's usually like, let's just go out and talk and cover some stuff as parents. But the date is like, you're taking a couple of shots. I'm going to have some fun gummies. We're going to go dance. We're going to go eat good food. And we're probably going to end up in the back of the Range Rover behind a bar having sex. Because that's what we did when we dated. That's how you keep it fresh. So that's just one thing. But being a player means... You smell good. You dress good. You wear clothes that fit. You work out. You actually care. And the mentality of it is simply this. Dude, if I'm never going to do anything for Jesse to not, for Jesse to want to leave. That's, I, I'm, I'm committed to being the best version of me. But for some reason, she wakes up, slips on the wood floors and bonks her head on the kitchen counter and says, I don't want to be with Keith anymore. I know because I've done the work. There's a hundred women that are on the front door being like, I'm going to be the next Mrs. Yaki. So there's no neediness or desperation or I don't need anything from her. I'm like, no, dude, what a joy to be with me because we're going to have fun. We're going to live life to its fullest. And that means I'm going to work my ass off so that we can have what we need to have to do, be able to have fun. And date nights don't have to be expensive. I, I don't like stuffy, fancy restaurants. I do it because she likes to do it every once in a while. Take me to a dive bar in Temecula, put a, put a Pabst Blue Ribbon in my hand, let me get on that dance floor with my wife, let me go up and sing karaoke with her. We were in Sundance and the guy was playing music. I'm a pretty good musician. I said, hey, I slept in 40 bucks. I said, you mind if I jump up there and sing a song? About it? It'll make my lady, she'll love it. He's like, sure, go ahead. I played a Tom Petty tune. The bar went crazy. You think my wife was sitting there like, oh, I hate this guy. She's like, no, that's my man. That's the kind of player I'm talking about. And most guys have forgotten all about it. You see kind of where we're going with this, Lance? You're nodding your head and you're like, it's obvious it makes so much sense to you. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm thinking about how fun it would be to party with you. Dude, it makes so much sense. And it's just about making an effort just to, just to literally be, just make a fucking effort. Yeah. Like get a, get an insurer, get cleaned up, like, you know, make an effort. And I guess my counter question to that is like, how, how does somebody, because it takes two to tango, right? It takes two people. If one person is showing up and the other isn't, how do you have that conversation? What if the guy's like listening to this? He's like, yes. Okay, cool. But what if she is just like not having it? Like, how do we even spark that conversation? Like, Hey, you know, this isn't working. Like, let's try and have some fun. Let's, I'm doing my, I'm getting dressed up, but what if she doesn't, you know, how does that work? How do you get that going? Okay. So let me hit the fifth dial, which I think is going to answer that question. Okay. Perfect. So the fifth dial is the power dial. And that is a man standing in his power, being empowered and not making uh, decisions from desperation. So what, what I have guys do, because when you're in your power, you're not needy. You're not desperate. Um, you're not pouty. You know what I mean? Like you, you get rejected. A lot of guys, they initiate sex and then they get turned down. They start getting all passive, aggressive and pouty and all acting like just weirdos about it. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, would you like, guess, I, you know, would you like to go to dinner? I guess, but you know what I mean? And like, it's like, what are you doing, bro? You're acting like a pouty little baby. So a man in his power is very is very easy, very easy to see. And the only way I've ever learned to gain power, and I think power is like attraction, it's like that balloon. You don't know when you're losing it, and it's it's hard to know when you're seen over with the naked eye over a 24-hour period of time. 
The only way I've discovered, and if you have another way, I would love to learn it, but this is the only way I've discovered for a man to truly gain his power, which means to be happy with himself, which means, hey, I can just be me. Very simple. Do what you say when you say you're going to do it. Zero modifications, zero excuses. It's, it's the only way because here's what happens. If what our creator in, in a, a lot of the religious text, regardless of which one you believe or don't believe in, the theme is simple. The creator thought, spoke, and it happened. Thought, spoke, and it happened. Boom, boom, boom. So I was the guy that said, I'll do this. I'll do that. I did this and I wouldn't. And so what happens is she no longer would trust me. If I said, I'm going to be somewhere and I didn't show up there or show up there on time or I had a bunch of excuses why I was always late all the time, what happens is the trust starts to get eroded. That's where I came up with the phrase, when the trust goes up, the lust goes up. When the trust goes up, the lust, and when the trust goes down, the lust goes down. And so what happens for a man to stand in his power, he has to be able to answer these four questions. So I dial it down to four very simple questions. Number one, are you doing self-improvement for yourself or are you doing it for her? And if she doesn't notice, do you get butthurt about it? The reason I look the way I look physically is because I decided I want to look a certain way. Obviously, I know she likes that I have muscles and, and, and lower percentage body fat than when I had previously. Everybody likes that. Yeah. But for me, it was about keeping my word to myself. If I say I'm going to work out, if I'm saying I'm going to do these things, I'm going to do it without fail. Okay? Do you do it? Who are you doing it for? Because if I'm doing it for her, I've given away my power. I'm saying I need you to validate me, which, which, which means I don't have a power. My power is not here. My power is in you, which is why so many guys are so needy and desperate because they need her to validate them. The second question is, do you audit or edit your shine for fear of upsetting her? Are you not authentically who you really are? I, you know, I use the this, this, this simple shorts analogy just because it's such a visual. I just love these shorts. And, and, and I'm not going to edit that and be like, oh, but she doesn't wear so maybe she... No, this is who I am, man. If you don't like these shorts, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Get over it. It's what I like. So I'm not going to audit or edit my shine. And a lot of guys are just kind of getting crumbs of sex, like just thrown to them. And so they're so afraid to disagree. Let me give you another really good example. My wife doesn't know if there's a creator or not. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. I believe deeply in a creator. Like it's so obvious. It's so evident to me. And I spend a lot of time with my creator. I don't audit that or edit that and go, oh, I can't talk about her because she doesn't believe it. I don't give a shit if she believes it or not. And you know what? She doesn't care if I believe it or not. But you know what she said? I know you're a better man because of it. Because I remember when you, because... 33 months ago, I started doing something they call the gummy tent. And that's every Sunday night, I take 30 milligrams of THC gummies. I sit in this office, I light a candle, I turn off all the lights and I say, speak word for your servants listening. I've learned more in those sessions and I've never missed one session, not once in 33 months. She goes, you're a better man because of that. She goes, I, I don't know who you're talking to or who you think's talking to you, but whatever they're saying has made you a better man. So I don't audit or edit that at all. But if I find myself auditing or editing her, oh my gosh, I've lost my power. And the third question is, do you not initiate sex for fear of rejection or when you get rejected, do you act pouty? The fourth question is, do you seek permission for things that are unnecessary? When you ask these four questions every single night, in about two weeks, you're going to notice a pattern. This is what I'm talking about doing the work. This is how, this is this style is how guys can learn to become just themselves. Like it's easy. Just be yourself. Well, a lot of guys don't like themselves. So if you ask yourself these questions for four, these four questions for 14 days, you're going to see a pattern and our mind is quick enough to see when that pattern is to be like, oh shit, here's the cause. And once you find that cause, then you can work on this different for everybody. But there's, there's a lot of reasons why we're, we're seeking validation from women it's why guys, if a girl just has hot, she just pretty, they're like, do anything. Oh my God, I would kill myself if I didn't come up and talk to you. Really? That's super weird. Just because she's pretty. She had nothing to do with that. Her mom had good high cheekbones. 
a great nose and a great set of eyes. Now, clearly she's in great shape, so she doesn't eat a lot of donuts, but just because she's pretty, you're going to do whatever you can to talk to her. That's weird, man. Like if you really boil it down to, I'm not saying that I don't look at a pretty girl and go, wow, that'd be fun to, you know, have sex with. I'm not saying I don't feel that, but I'm going to drop everything to go talk to somebody just because they're pretty. What does that say about me? How needy is that of me? Do you see this? There's, it's funny because I was in the sauna today and this, this is a really interesting thing that the guy was talking about. And he was like, men, our whole existence, this is how he sort of said it. It was like, everything we do is for a woman. And he's like, if, if women all just disappeared, we would all look like shit. We wouldn't care. And we'd just be like sloppy messes. And I thought about that and I was like, you know what? That's probably true for the most, but most men, everything is done for like this validation of like the woman, yeah. right? It's like, it's so, it, it's almost like, it's this like weird primal, I don't know, but it's, I thought about that. It's interesting that it's today that we're having this conversation because yeah. it really has to be more than that. You can't just do everything for a woman and their validation. You have to do it for yourself. Yeah. Well, because it's needy. It's not yeah. energy. And the women that the, 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 the most attractive women, you know who they're attracted to? Men who other men revere, respect, and, and look up to. Interesting. It, they, they, they want a God among men. They want a, a leader of men. Why? It's built in their DNA. It's going to help it's going to help their offspring. They're going to have better offspring. They're going to be provided for. They're going to, they're going to have more resources. So I'm not doing anything for my wife. I'm doing this for me. I want to become the best version of me for me because I know where I can go. That's what makes it so attractive. It's, it's why everything, basically everything I teach when, when I boil down a situation is counterintuitive right. because the psychology of how a woman is how we all are wired actually is we want what we cannot have it's 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 built in but for some reason we want what we can't have put up a velvet rope oh my god i gotta get in you know don't touch wet paint gotta touch it like it's just things we do as humans it's and it's we can argue about it but it just is the way it is it's like the the deer can say it's not fair that the lion is faster and has sharper claws you can complain about it but the truth of the matter is, it is, it is the way it is. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. I just to say, it's this power dial that unlocked everything for us. Because guys can get the points on the other stuff. But if they're, but if women, if your wife feels that you're doing all this because of this neediness, it's still that. Yeah. Why is he so needy, man? Yeah. I can't just. And most of the guys, when I when they call me and talk to me, and we talk about whether I I think that. I can help them, you know, regain what they wanted. We, this is the dial that's almost always out of whack. Almost always. Yeah. There's a lot of codependency issues out there. Right. And it's, you talked about validation a few times and I, this is something that for me in my life that I've gone through big time, you know, because you know, I was a hockey player and then a bartender. My entire life and identity revolved around getting the girl. If I didn't get the girl, I didn't feel like a man. I didn't feel like I was anybody. And, you know, when I was writing my book, I had to go into some of these, like, you know, these places and revisit some of this shit. And I was like, man, like most of my life, yeah, I may be a good looking guy, but I also, that was what I relied on, right? Like, it was like, it helped me get through, to, you know, it helped me in certain ways, but then it also, when that didn't work out, it would, it would crush me probably more than the average guy. Like say I wanted say I, I needed that validation from that one woman and I didn't get it and I'm used to getting it. It's fucking brutal, man. And yeah. over the years, you know, I learned that. And even writing my book, I was thinking of, I was talking, I was like, wow, you know, like I really, that, I can really resonate with that because that's how a lot of men see their worth is that if man get woman, man has value. And yeah. it's like, no, it's not like, we're not fucking cavemen here. Like 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's work on ourselves. And I love what you're doing because it's like that self-love, that discipline. And it's, it's like, what are you doing to work on yourself so that you feel good, that you have worthiness? And then the byproduct is you're going to be more attractive to those women. And you're not even going to have to need that validation because you've already validated yourself. Yep. Nailed it. That's, this is power. This is true power. And, and, and I'm like, Keith, you don't want sex. I go, no, no, no. Wants and needs are totally different. Yeah. My wife knows I want her and I love sex. Well, I'm a boy. I got a fucking penis. Of course I love sex, dude. Like, duh. But I don't need it. It does not what makes me a man. What makes me a man is that I show up every day and I do exactly what I say I'm going to do when I say I'm going to do it. And, and to be human means I do slip and I forget things, but I don't willfully choose the lazy route. Never, never. Or else I'm going to let me down. And that is a standard that I'm like, I will not let me down. No fucking way, dude. No way. And it took me a long time to, to get integrity. Keep an integrity with yourself. Exactly. That's the, it's the most attractive thing in the world. And so many guys, and, and, and it's, dude, it's why, like, honestly, it's, I've been off social media a lot. I took 10 days off and then I went on vacation. And then we had this whole thing with my brother-in-law, which is just the saddest thing my wife's ever fucking been through, dude. Like it's, it just breaks my heart for her. And I, I like the guy a lot too, man. It was so fun. And like, I just, I don't even, I haven't shot a video for married game and for, I shot the first one yesterday and I'm literally going to hire somebody to take over my social media. I just don't want to even play the game, man. I just, I'm not interested in caring if somebody thinks my selfie's cute. I just don't fucking care anymore, man. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, to me, that's true power. Everybody gets to do whatever they want. I'm just saying for me, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff anymore, man. So this is what it means to be a provocateur. A man who can provoke his wife to lust after him because he's the most attractive version of himself. So when he can go, and so we score ourselves on those dials every single day. If you can, if you get, if you get the five points, then you get your provocateur. Like you're a provocateur, and our our mantra is provocateur every day, every day a provocateur. And that mean those getting those points mean something to me. And so for like me personally to be a good parent, I said I will spend thirty minutes. Uh, one-on-one time or with my daughter every single day, no matter what, doesn't matter. And if, unless I'm traveling, then I'll try and FaceTime or text or there's different, a little bit different protocol for when I'm traveling. But if I'm here, that little girl is giving my time. 100, because that's, dude, that's, that's my job. I'm a dad. Yeah. Step up, motherfucker. Let's go. That, that girl's looking to you. My partner point usually is I make my wife's green drink every morning. I get up really early. She does it. I go circling with my best friend every day. So I'm up at five o'clock. I get everything ready and I'm out the door by 5.30. We're up hitting the waves by 5.45 like we were this morning, getting barreled and having time of our life. I make sure she has a green drink. And I asked her, I've been doing this green drink thing for a while. And I said, uh, hey, do you still like it? Do you get, she goes, 80% of the time I still go, oh, he made it. I'm years into this, dude. It's awesome. But it just means I'm a good partner. Hey, I'm, I'm going to show you I'm a, I love you. I, this is, I want this to be for you. And it's usually the little things. That's why these big grand gestures when wives are about ready to leave. I, I just wish, you know what I wish, Lance? I wish every guy knew this because honestly, the honeymoon is like the minor leagues, man. Deep, connected intimacy with your girl. Like what I have five and a half years after us getting back together and saying till death do us part, we're in on this one. Dude, it's, it's the best it's ever been. And I hope I could only wish people could experience what that real connection is like. And also when you're in your power, I, 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 I've, I've turned one of these other phrases on his head where I say, most guys are like, yeah, dude, I want a, a freak in the sheets and a lady in the streets. I'm like, that sucks. They're like, wait, I'm going, no, I want a freak in the sheets and I want a freak in the streets. Meaning I want my wife's freak flag to fly wherever the fuck she is because she deserves to stand in her power because I'm not intimidated by it at all. No way, dude. You want to be loud and obnoxious and crazy? Run wild, girl. You ain't scared. I, I ain't scared. Let's go. I want her to be empowered because I'm in power and I want her to feel her power. 
So I'm never in competition with, I'm, I'm fueling her to become the most powered. And so if there are a lot of women listening to this and they've made it this far into this, I would encourage them, do not lose yourself to your man. A lot of women lose themselves, especially if the guy's the breadwinner and they're at home, they kind of lose who they are. I, I would just pray that they, that they don't do that. They stand up for who they are. And most women actually plan a year or two in advance before they leave, especially it takes them a little longer to like, how am I going to help myself finance? Like, how am I going to fix myself financially? And how am I going to take care of this kid? Because most guys that women are leaving are, are, are not that great at dads and aren't that great at partners. So I just wish guys could experience this and realize it's such a better way, man. It's such a better way. And it's, it's, it's so beautiful when you're the, the, it gets better when you're actually playing the game. Yeah. And I can imagine that when you, when you improve that aspect, your whole life open, your business gets better. Everything gets better. Right. Cause you're essentially like, yeah, I mean, having the, the, your partner want to have sex with you is the initial goal, but that's going to, the byproduct is going to be success in a lot of your areas of life because you're worried about the self-love and the, the care for yourself. It's, we talk, we talk about attracting clients. Well, how are you going to attract clients if you're not attractive? Yeah. I love it, man. How can we learn more about you? And if somebody's excited to work with you, what are the steps? Tell us, tell us where we can find you, brother. Just go, the website is marriedgame.com, marriedgame.com. And I'm on Instagram, even though I'm going to be hiring somebody, I'm still going to be posting a lot of videos, but it's just more of a, I'm here, it's, it's, it's a creation moment and let the world see. I've got a ton of videos on my Instagram that are just like three to seven minute videos explaining different factors and different ways like these things all show up and manifest. So if they like, if they want to see more and I don't pull anything back. You know what I mean? I, I love coming up with crazy, clever ways of, like I was circling with my buddy this morning and we were talking about something. I said, you know what I talk about? And he goes, what? I said, holes and poles, baby. It's all I, I talk about, holes and poles. <laughs> so I like coming up with that clever kind of stuff. It kind of feeds the creative side of me and that's where they can find me. Well, and that's how people remember and that's how it sticks with them, right? That's it's yeah. genius. It's great, man. People that can teach things in a fun way, that's how you remember and that's how you resonate with and that's how it lands. So yeah. it's great. That's probably why you're having such success because it makes it easier for people to digest and it lands for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like clever things like love the whole woman, not just the whole in the woman. <laughs> like simple things, you know, the, the walking vagina analogy. Yeah. And, and I go... This, I, let me end on this analogy if you're if you're cool with it. I tell guys like you know dude you you know your wife feels like a walking vagina or she'll say something that back like all you want me for is sex all you want to have is sex you don't even care about the whole me. And I go guys that's kind of hard for us to understand because we that's as guys that's not usually what women want us for it's pretty rare. I said but let's switch the analogy. Imagine your wife walks up to you, your girlfriend walks up to you and says, Hey, you know, can I have some money this morning? And like, sure, no problem. You give her money. And you don't really talk with her the rest of the day. And she comes back the next morning and says, Hey, can I have some money? And you're like, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, yeah, everything cool. Everything good. Yeah. 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 I'm just really busy. And they go on. And the next day, you know, you see him and she's like, oh, can I have some more money? And you're like, yeah, sure. How was your day? Everything good. Oh, dude, swamped. Gotta go. I go, you would feel like a walking wallet. The same way that you would like start to despise them every time they came to you and asked for money. It's the same way that your wife despises you every time you ask for sex when you're not showing up in any other way possible. And you're just like, I deserve it. I'm entitled to it. Blah, blah, blah. It's the same exact feeling. So helping guys see, okay, you don't understand what she's saying. Because a lot of guys will say that when they go through the program and they go through our, our coaching, they're like, my wife's been trying to tell me this for years. I go, you know why you didn't hear it? They're like, right. Because she doesn't have a penis between her legs. I do. So I speak your language. I'm letting you know how she feels and why this is important. You're like, I get it now. Okay. Makes sense. So I'm having radical, I'm having a lot of fun doing it because I'm passionate about it because my story, it was such a deep pit. But it's really fun as any of us who are coaching anybody, anything or watching 
people come alive to these things. You're like, wow, they're getting it. And it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I bet it's very rewarding to see these things shift in people and Oh, you must have got laid. You look happy. You're shining. There's a little, there's a little pep in your stride. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, because we report every week. We have a leading score and a lagging score. So our leading score is how many Pramanka Pure points did you get? And our lagging is how much, how many, how much time did you have sex? And what was the quality? And uh, so it's really fun to see guys who have like, you know, they'll come into the program, they haven't had sex for a year, then they finally get their first laggy. Like, yeah, it's really fun, man. It's awesome, man. And I'm sure a lot of the women listening are like, thank you for doing the work you do. Very, very <laughs> We've had women send their guys based off of these podcasts. hundred percent. hundred percent. That's awesome, dude. Thank you so much, Keith. This was a lot of fun, brother. Thank you, man, for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Make sure to follow Keith on social media and check out his work, Married Game. Let us know your takeaways. Share this in a story. If you get value from this, we'd love to see a review on Apple. You guys know I love this stuff. It's, I sound like a broken record. I just want to know that you're getting value. So I would love to also hear if you guys want to DM me or email me. I'd love to hear what your takeaway was from that because this was a bit of a different episode than we usually have, but super important. Man, we got to wake up out there. We got to pay attention. And women, your men, like send them to Keith. Get them whipped into shape, all right? All right. Have a great day, everybody. Subscribe to the podcast, all that stuff. Love you. Catch you next time.